Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. everybody and welcome to another episode of if you don't like that and today's show is brought to you by new works plumbing of sacramento locally owned for over 20 years new works has a fix for you leak detection water line repair plumbing repair bathroom plumbing new works is a full service plumbing solution no matter how small or how large your plumbing problem they've got a fix for you just go to newworksplumbing.com that's n-e-w wrxplumbing.com have you ever wondered how our network sports executives go about hiring their talent and what the criteria is because i really have no freaking idea what goes through the mind of a network executive when they hire certain individuals why don't we start with urban meyer who was back with fox sports Think about Meyer's latest failure as coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, he lasted one year. And look at the difference in the Jaguars between this season and last season. But then you look at Urban Meyer's last two stops in college, which, by the way, did produce national championships. At Florida, though, 31. Think about this. At Florida, 31 of his players were arrested during his five years there. At Ohio State, He was put on paid administrative leave after he said that he was unaware that the receivers coach for the Buckeyes, Zach Smith, was arrested on domestic abuse charge in 2009 while an assistant on Myers, Florida staff was alleged to have committed the same abuse again in 2015. Think about that. Think about that. Urban Myers had a winning record, really phenomenal record everywhere he's been, but also Michigan coach Jim Harbaugh said back in 2019, controversy follows everywhere he's been. No problem. Let's get him on the Fox Sports. Let's bring him back on one of our college football shows with 100 other analysts telling us what the hell's going to happen, what happened in the first half and after the game. That's right. Fox Sports just could not live without Urban Meyer despite his troubling track record. No problem. Urban Come back and work for us. My question is, why? Let's now talk about Ray Lewis for a moment. Two individuals stabbed to death in January of 2020. Ray Lewis pleaded guilty in relation to the case for obstruction of justice, a misdemeanor. 
He originally was charged with two counts of murder, but struck a deal with prosecutors in exchange for his testimony against two of his companions that night, Reginald Oakley and Joseph Sweeting. Those two individuals were acquitted. Lewis had testified that Oakley and Sweeting and another man had gone to a sporting goods store the previous day to buy knives. Of course, we know that Baker's blood was later found in Ray Lewis's limousine. Having fled the crime scene, Lewis told the limo's passengers to, quote, keep their mouths shut. The white suit that Lewis was wearing that night on Super Bowl Sunday to this day has never been found. Why did the white suit disappear? Why did Ray Lewis get rid of the white suit? What happened to it? It just disappeared? It just vanished? (laughs) Are we really supposed to believe that? What happened to Ray Lewis? Not much. He received one year of probation and a $250,000 fine by the NFL. But in civil suits, he paid off both the victims' families. How about that? What happened to Ray Lewis? No problem. Come work for us at ESPN. Come work for us at Fox. Come work for us at the NFL Network. No problem. You were involved in a murder. You were there. There was blood in your limo. The white suit that you were wearing that night just mysteriously vanished and disappeared. Obstruction of justice. You paid off the victim's families. No problem. Come work for us. You're Ray Lewis. You're one of the greatest middle linebackers in the history of the game. Two people lost their lives. You apparently were there at the scene of the murder. Again, obstruction of justice, civil suits. We can go on and on. No issue. We would love to have you work for us. Again, my question is, why? Now to Matt Barnes, who was attractive to NBC Sports California doing the Kings pre, half, and post-game shows and ESPN. The Sacramento Bee had a nice little story on Matt Barnes. The headline of the story, the not-so-top-10 moments of Matt Barnes' NBA career, authored by Victor Contreras. November 2008, suspended two games while playing for the Suns for his role in an on-court fight with Rafer Alston of the Houston Rockets. Suspended for the Clippers' season opener after pleading no contest to a misdemeanor for resisting, delaying, or obstructing a police officer. There was also video shown by TMZ of Matt Barnes, again on video, calling the police officer who followed him a effing F, a homophobic slur. That's right. A effing F. Tom Brenneman, the TV voice of the Cincinnati Reds and Fox Sports, used that homophobic slur over a hot mic, and he has been out of work, no longer working for Fox Sports or the Cincinnati Reds. But apparently, NBC Sports California has different standards. February 2013, suspended one game while playing for the Clippers after hitting Greg Steamsma of the Minnesota Timberwolves in the neck. November 2013, fined 25000 while playing for the Clippers for not leaving the court in a timely fashion after being ejected against the Thunder and using his Twitter account as the game continued a league violation. December 2014, fined twenty five grand while playing for the Clippers for kicking a water bottle and directing profanity at fans in Washington. January 2015, fined twenty five grand while playing for the Clippers after using profanity towards fans in Phoenix. Barnes said he was yelling at Suns owner Robert Sarver. May 2015, 
fined 50 grand after yelling a vulgar sexual comment at James Harden's mother, Manja Willis, who was sitting courtside during a Clippers-Rockets playoff game in Houston. He later apologized to Harden and his mom. Can you imagine yelling a vulgar sexual comment to another player's mom? I mean, does it really get any worse than that? December 2015, suspended two games while playing for the Grizzlies after driving 95 miles and physically confronting former New York Knicks coach Derek Fisher at the home of Barnes' estranged wife, Gloria Govin in Southern California. The NBA later added a $35,000 fine when Barnes said, quote, I don't regret the altercation. March 2016, suspended one game while playing for the Grizzlies by verbally challenging Milwaukee's John Henson and trying to enter the Bucks locker room after both were ejected. December 2016, in his first season back in Sacramento, he is wanted for questioning by New York City police for allegedly choking a woman and assaulting two others at a nightclub. According to TMZ Sports, Barnes allegedly choked an unnamed woman during an argument and then hit two people who tried to break up the altercation. He was not at the scene when police arrived. If you remember, DeMarcus Cousins was outside the club on the sidewalk, not aware that another individual was using their camera phone and recording DeMarcus bragging about what had occurred inside the nightclub. Barnes reached an agreement. He pleaded guilty to disorderly conduct after being arrested for his role in that December brawl in New York City. Again, 10 days of community service in exchange for the guilty plea, he was originally charged with misdemeanor assault. And although Matt Barnes was arrested for domestic violence, he will not be charged for allegedly attacking his fiance, then Gloria Govin. Okay, the reports from the district attorney determined there was not enough evidence to prosecute Barnes. The DA stated that the decision was made following additional investigation and was based on the insufficiency of the evidence. When Barnes was arrested, deputies responded to a disconnected 911 call from his home. Sheriff's deputies said they found visible injuries on his fiance. Barnes pleaded his innocence and said that he was the victim. Again, he was arrested but not charged after an investigation. But here's a guy that has had trouble following him wherever he's been. He's been rude. He's been crude. He's been fined multiple times for vulgarities towards fans, including a sexual vulgar comment towards James Harden's mom. Again, we talk about the incident at the New York City nightclub, which is unbelievably alarming, allegedly choking a female. Again, he did plead guilty to charges from that incident, and we can go on and on. Apparently, those things are just fine for NBC Sports California and ESPN. They have a different set of standards than I would, but Matt Barnes is finding a second career after basketball in the world of media. And my question is, why? Now we get to former NFL player Akib Tlaib, and I want to read a column from August of 2021 from Phil Mushnick of the New York Post. DB Akib Tlaib, among the worst acts regularly seen during NFL games, joined Fox late last season and is returning as a Fox NFL game analyst under the title Dynamic New Voice. 
His dynamism includes four suspensions for flagrant misconduct. He also demonstrates the ability to casually speak to lowest gutter garbage, and the University of Kansas man seems incoherent. Mushnick goes on and writes, yep, he's exactly what Fox needs and wants and believes we deserve. Let's fast forward now to 2022 because he is supposed to be on Thursday night's Amazon Prime package, but he's not doing the NFL games on Thursday night, and here's the reason why. Talib's brother, Yaqib, is currently facing murder charges after he allegedly shot and killed a youth football coach. Aqib was present for the incident, and witnesses told WFAA that Aqib instigated the fight by crossing the field during a game and confronting referees. That's right, Aqib Talib confronted referees at a youth football game. That's correct. 12 seasons in the NFL, the 36 year old defensive back was named a Pro Bowler five times, and he was getting ready to work for Amazon Prime. The victim in this case, a youth football coach, age 43, a grandfather and father of three, killed with five shots. That's right, five shots fired, and a 43-year-old lost his life over an argument allegedly instigated by Akib Dalib walking across the field and getting into it with the officials. No problem, though. Come work for us at Amazon Prime and our Thursday night NFL package. My question is, why? Those are just some examples. There are many more. But you have to ask yourself, what on earth are the sports networks looking for? And why is it that they feel that they have to go out and hire the bad boy the people that have criminal records, the people that have constantly been in trouble, constantly been involved in conflict, including the loss of life, which was the case in Ray Lewis's case. No, he was not convicted of murder. But again, what happened to the white suit that he was wearing that night? And if there was no guilt, if there was nothing that he did wrong, why would you dispose of your suit? And there are many other questions that you could ask. But even to this day, Ray Lewis is idolized. When people see him, they go gaga. It doesn't matter that two individuals were stabbed to death outside of an Atlanta nightclub. Not a problem. That's Ray Lewis. He was a great, great football player. So let's kiss his ass. Let's have him go work for ESPN. Let's have him on Fox. Let's make him a national media figure. We can go on and on. Warren Sapp, NFL Network. No longer there. Google that story, and I can just go on and on. It is bewildering to me. It is absolutely mind-boggling to me how so many bad people, I'll just characterize them as bad people, are coveted and signed by our sports networks. One more viewpoint on Tlaib and what's going on in our society. It's not like these things were a mystery, I go back to Phil Mushnick and a column that he wrote while Tlaib was still playing. Phil wrote that Tlaib has been employed by an NFL team long enough to become a veteran. He's now working off a six-year, $57 million contract. Is staggering. Not that an NFL TV partner would tell you, but Tlaib has assaulted a teammate, been arrested for beating a cab driver, suspended for drugs, made a false report to police after he was shot in the leg, and drew two misconduct penalties in one game 
the Super Bowl. Again, we can go on and on. These acts are not mysteries. It's not like the networks don't know. It just seems like that they do not care. And we as sports fans, do we protest? Do we say we're not going to watch? Or do we just go, our hands are in the air and there's nothing we can do. But again, I want you to walk in the shoes of these network executives that make these decisions on their talent. And my question again is why? It is now time for our Crowd Ultra Q&A. Just go to crowdultra.com and just maybe I will answer your question on next week's podcast. Matt wants to know, did Tom Brady or Jimmy Garoppolo make a bigger mistake last Sunday? I think this thing is just ridiculous about Garoppolo stepping out of the end zone as if like, you know, people forget what he's done for San Francisco and how well he's played, taking them to a Super Bowl in an NFC championship game. And the guy steps on the end line, steps out of bounds by a foot, and it's like he's a dummy and he's stupid and he can't play. It's the same, you know, you wouldn't say that about Tom Brady, but how is it that you get a delay of game on a two-point conversion? I mean, it's just ridiculous. It really is absolutely ridiculous. Donovan asked, what's your take on DeAndre Ayton not talking to Monty Williams since being benched in Game 7? Donovan, these things go on more than you think where there's silence between a coach and a player or vice versa. It happens more than you think. Tom wants to know, are you looking more forward to the NBA or NHL starting? I love the NHL. I watch it all the time. I always look forward to the NHL starting, but it's football season. So most of my attention is on college uh, and the NFL. Aaron wants to know, have I talked to Mike Breen about his recent house fire on Long Island? Aaron, I didn't even know about this story until yesterday. And I sent Mike a text and I said, no need to respond, but I'm praying for you and my thoughts are with you. And he did respond right away and obviously said, thank you. But uh, I feel awful for him. Every single thing in his home is gone. Fortunately, no lives were lost. Mike and his wife were vacationing out in California. They were actually getting ready to board a plane uh, to fly home. But it's just awful. They have lost everything absolutely everything in their home. Uh, But I did have quick, quick text with uh, Mike Bream. Bryce wants to know, how many wins would you guess the Kings will have this season? I would say their max will be 33. So I'm going to say somewhere between 30 and 33. Mike asks, am I disappointed by how much Aaron Judge has been walked lately? Not really. Doesn't really bother me. Ryan wants to know, am I more surprised by how Tua or Jalen Hurts is performing? We saw the bad injury to Tua last night. Fortunately, he was able to accompany the team home on the flight. I think they're both performing well. Obviously, we have to wait and see what the prognosis is for Tua. Am I more surprised by either or? Not really. If you told me, I would probably say Tua, but maybe by a whisker. Alex wants to know, why do we think NBA players like LeBron James are buying Major League Pickleball teams? Probably because they think it's going to go big and it's a moneymaker and they feel that it's a good investment. All right. Chase wants to know if I believe the rumors that Aaron Judge is going to sign with the Giants. No, but I believe that the Giants will be a big player and I think the Giants will make a big offer. It makes no sense to me if the money's the same to go from the Yankees to the Giants. That would make no sense at all. I know that Aaron's a Northern California guy. I understand all of that, but that still makes no sense to me. Sam wants to know what do the Raiders need to do to win a game? Sam, they need to score more points than the other team. Trevor wants to know, will Blake Griffin get signed before the season starts? Probably not. I would say probably not. And that is my Crowd Ultra Q&A. 
Just go to CrowdUltra.com, and maybe, just maybe, I'll answer your question on next week's podcast. It's time for Grant's Rant. Today's rant is brought to you by Sky Oak Capital, a financial planning and wealth management firm. As an SEC registered investment advisor, Sky Oak Capital's primary focus is protecting your assets by mitigating risk while providing returns to allow you to retire comfortably. To schedule a financial consultation or visit skyoak.com, you can take a free risk analysis. Views and opinions expressed by this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of Sky Oak Capital. Last night, we saw the worst of Twitter after the injury to Tua as he was carted off the field after a hit. And the good news is he was released from the hospital and flew home with the team back to Miami. But the carelessness, the craziness on social media, condemning the Miami Dolphins training staff, their doctors, and everyone involved with the decision to allow Tua on the field last night. That's without people really knowing what's going on behind the scenes, people without having the facts, just coming to blanket, concrete observations without the information in front of them. Now, it's very possible. Very possible that Tua had a head injury in Sunday's game against Buffalo. It certainly appeared that way. After the game on Sunday, the NFLPA asked for a review from the National Football League because they were skeptical as well about the information that the Dolphins told everyone at halftime that Tua was questionable with a head injury, and then he started the third quarter, and then after the game, they talked about it being a back injury. So I understand there were some red flags there. But to just condemn everyone with the Miami Dolphins and call for everyone to be fired in the organization from Mike McDaniel to the doctors to the trainers is irresponsible, it's callous, and it's flat out wrong. Because the bottom line is you and me have no idea what the truth is behind the scenes. And football is a violent game and guys get hurt. So you just can't come to a conclusion that Tua was injured last night because of what happened on Sunday. That's irresponsible. But again, social media, many verified accounts, irresponsible, irresponsible, I should say, with absurd social media messaging. Shame on everybody. You should have learned your lesson by now. Wait until you get more information before you want to cancel everybody. And that's my rant for today. And that's my podcast for today. Hope you have a great weekend. And as always, really appreciate you listening to if you don't like that with Grant Napier. And be sure and join me for my debut of YouTube Live Monday, 3 o'clock Pacific. I'll be joined by Sean Salisbury twice a week. Jerry Reynolds will make a weekly appearance and more. That starts Monday, 3 o'clock Pacific on my YouTube Live channel. If you don't like that with Grant Napier. So long, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>